you, you, you do sit there and go, you dumb, silly old twat. What did you think you were doing? What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland. I'm Scott McNally, and all of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK for additional savings. High-quality third-party tested supplements from a company that you can trust. Amino Asylum, use our code THINK over there. Of course, we are brought to you by Eval bloodanalysis.com you can get your lab work done by dave if you're in the uk and hey if you're in the uk then check out uh, strom sports nutrition they've got great health stacks and all sorts of great stuff you guys need to check them out if you're in the uk you probably already know who they are tell them that we said hello and supplementsource.ca for our canadians dave the hero of the day I'm I'm here. Idiot of the day. <laughs> Dave's not on his normal mic. He can't make it into his office right now because he can't use stairs. In fact, <laughs> he can't do much of anything. Dave just got back from the hospital, um, and we are now one week after I received that fateful text. I woke up in the morning, and it was bright and shiny. I was excited. It was time to record the next episode of Drugs and Stuff with Dave. And I looked at my text, and it said, "Mate." I can't do the podcast today. I've broken me leg. I was like, what? What? I'm in hospital. What, t- uh, what happened? So, I... Long story start. It just starts with contact lenses. So, I was supposed to have eye surgery to replace my physical lenses. They couldn't do it because this left eye's damaged. So, they suggested contact lenses. Okay. So I got trial contact lenses, and I've not been so bad at putting them in, but I've been problematic in getting them back out. Because you have those really big, giant, like fingers, you can't, you can't do small fingers. You can't do like very dexterous fingers, and I have Down syndrome size eyes. Um, So the Sunday evening, I spent an hour rooting around in my right eye, unsuccessful. I was sore. I was pissed off. I went bollocks to it. I'm going to bed. Got up in the morning, still didn't feel quite right. So I said, right, I'll nip down to the opticians, get them to have a look, see if they can see the lens. It may have dropped out. I mean, that's why maybe I can't find it. And the, the discomfort might just be the fact that I've been sticking my fingers in my eyes for a while. Yeah, your dirty paws. Yeah, so I went down to the optician, <laughs> curbed the car when I got there and damaged the alloy, which just started the day incredibly well, uh, to discover that there was a power cut. So I couldn't. Um, go to the opticians. So where the opticians is in my local town, with my local town is a shithole. Um, Huddersfield. Is it, top is, it town, is it Huddersfield still? Yeah, it's a crap hole. The top end of the town, and then up Boots opticians is at the bottom end of the town, and it's like a paved piazza that you walk down to get there. So I left the car at the top. I wandered down. As I'm getting to Boots, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. The shop's just open, and these two guys... Boots. Boots is a pharmacy, drugstore kind of place, right? They do opticians as well, and pharmacists and toiletries and that sort of thing. Do perfume. Yeah, some other bits and that. So, as I get past the front doors of Boots, I see two guys rushing in, and there's... As you look at the shop, it's all glass-fronted, but this top corner... Internally, it's a bit like an annex. So it's five steps up, and it's a bit of a secluded area. And they're in there filling rucksacks. Literally off the shelves. So um, I um, I wandered in, and I alerted a member of staff. 
and me and this member of staff went round to confront them. So the first guy was like, yeah, not a problem, mate, fair cop sort of thing, and just emptied his rucksack out. The second one tried to sneak past my blind side at the side of me, shouting and gobbing off. So as he come past me, I've grabbed the rucksack and pulled backwards. That's ripped the rucksack apart and all this stuff's dumped on the floor. He's then tried to kick off, so I've grabbed him. We've ended up taking a tumble down the four or five steps. I felt me like go underneath me in an awkward position. Um, mm. Big fuss. Them two jump up. He runs out the store. I'm laid on the floor, and I'm like, ow, this, this, this doesn't just hurt. This really hurts. Yeah. Couldn't stand, couldn't do anything for quite a few minutes. Eventually, I, I get sat up, and I'm like, no, this isn't just a sprain this is this hurts a lot so they took my details for the accident book not that they were particularly interested and then i went out of the shop and back in because the, the the optician's elements got a separate entrance on the roadside went in there checked my eye to find out there was no contact lens in my eye at all so i must have lost it and that's why i couldn't take it out and then did the very slow and extremely painful walk up the hill back to the car. Yeah. So got in the car, I had to drive to Birmingham to see Martin Ford. So I went down there, saw Martin, came back, and it, it was hurting a lot, a hell of a lot. Um, so I had a discussion with our last, and I said, right, it's not improved any by the morning. We'll go to casualty, go to the hospital. So the next morning, went to hospital. About five hours there to be told that the head of the fibula, which is the small bone in your shin, yeah, the top head had, had broken. And I'm like, okay, but what's this? All this pain and swelling in my ankle because that's where the bulk of the pain is. I've got very little pain around the break. He says, well, I'm going to put you in a brace and we'll transfer your issue to the orthopedic outpatients. Okay. So the next day I get a phone call from orthopedics to say, look, we've seen your thing. We're going to have you back in today. So they booked an appointment for today. I went, fine, not a problem. But they were like, if you have any problems at all, give us a ring. So Friday morning, Thursday night, the pain gets much worse, much, much worse. And I can only take either morphine, codeine, or paracetamol. Because of my kidneys, I can't take anti-inflammatories. I can't take any non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Yeah. I can't. Of other painkillers and paracetamol that's like that's like tylenol yeah 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 okay. so so the code the problem with the codeine is it then gives me constipation so i'm then shitting breeze blocks in the agony when i go to the loo <laughs> yeah. but it is what it is anyway so and I, I tend to set a limit and i won't take more than 120 milligrams of codeine in a day because if i do i do start to suffer excruciatingly painful when i go through shit so I rang them up the next morning at 8 o'clock and said, look, pain's got worse. There's a lot of heat being generated off my foot. I think I've got cellulitis. Prone to it with impact injuries with having knackered kidneys. So they right, come back in. So I went back in. was at the hospital seven hours, three, four sets of x-rays. They backslabbed it, so it's like a temporary pop. And they said, right, bugger off home. Um, we're going to have a meeting about your ankle. We're not happy with it, but we don't know what to do. But yes, you do have an infection. There's some antibiotics. Fuck oh, off. God. So I went back in this morning. So they cut the pot off this morning, re-x-rayed it again, x-rayed my wrist and said, look, there's no actual damage to your wrist because my wrist is now swollen 
then become that painful my hands basically useless because I've been putting loads of load through it by using the crutches. Oh. They repotted my leg and said that they're now going to do surgery to pin the two. So basically the two bones, as they come down the shin, they have a membrane, not quite a ligament, but they have a membrane that keeps them together. Yeah. That's gone. So what they're going to do is they're going to drill and pin the bottom of the leg, but they're yeah. going to use some real heavy duty stuff. Uh, they've said, I have to keep, no weight on that foot for six weeks. And I said, that isn't going to happen. I said, it's just not physically possible. I can't go to the fucking toilet without somehow loading that leg. Yeah. So they said, well, we'll put the biggest pins in we can put in. But uh, they were worried because they don't want to put me under because of my heart, because they're worried that if they put me under, I won't come back out. Right, okay. So they're going to try and do it with a local nurse. Um, they've also got to manage the fact that I'm on blood thinners so that I don't have bleeding problems while I'm on the operating table as well. And they're also concerned about my recovery because of my kidneys, I'm prone to infections and all this sort of crap. So they've had a lot of meetings and consult and they've decided today that I am going to have surgery. So now they're trying to get an anaesthetist that's willing to do it. Oh. Um, and then they'll start to manage my warfarin medication. So they can manage my bleeding around the operation without putting me at risk of further clotting, which is why I'm on it in the first place. They're finding an anesthetist that is willing to do it. Like, yes. Are there people that are like, uh-uh, I'm not touching oh, this yeah, one. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, so very much so a medical professional can refuse to do a treatment if they feel the risks are not worth the perceived rewards. Well, listen, so they, I, I don't have any actual experience that, in this. If I have any problems in that. But I don't have any actual experience in this, okay? But if you needed me to, I feel like it was pretty cut and dry. You just pop this like the syringe into the IV, you put a little in, see how you do, right? You start waking up, I put a little more in. So if you need me, I'll be there for The you. problem is they are concerned that if I get under a general, that they will have problems with my heart while I'm under. Yeah. So the doctor described it to me, he says the average person has a 1% chance of having complications within general anesthetic. Okay. He says, I have a 20% chance. Ah, shit. He says, so actual, I've had to sign a disclaimer today to say that if I die on the table, I can't sue Dave. But they're, they're talking about doing it through a, a block anyway. So they're going to do okay. a nerval block on my leg, and that won't be an issue. So you're going to be like awake, uh, more or less? Yeah, or I'll, less. I won't I won't feel any pain, but I'll know they're moving my leg about. Yeah, I, I, had, uh, I was awake for my um, – it was just an orthoscopic surgery on my knee when I was like 19 – and they had the camera right up there, you know, or the, the screen and stuff. They put a camera in my knee. And the anesthesiologist was like, hey, you see the white part right there? That's the cartilage. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. The, um, the actual operation is only 30 minutes. It's, it's relatively simple. The operation is not complex at all. It's, it's my health problems around it. Sure. The doctor actually said to me, he said, you're the healthiest unwell person I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> really? He said, I've read your notes coming in to see you. He said, and I've gone through everything on the system. And he said, and I'm, I'm, I'm expecting somebody who's absolutely 
wrong. He <laughs> said, you're not. You're actually quite healthy and quite fit and quite normal. You'd be quite a shock. Um, yeah, I mean, stupid thing to do. I still feel that, you know, I'd probably do it again if it was repeated. Uh, just maybe just not fall backwards or maybe not fall down the stairs well, next time? You know, I mean, that's the problem with people today, isn't it? They walk away from everything. It's not their problem. Yeah. And if, if we stood up for what we felt was right collectively, there'd be a lot less problems in the world and there'd be a lot less crime. But a lot of people just step away and walk by. That's why we need to get you concealed carry in the UK, Dave. You could have just started blasting those guys. I said, you know what? If I had been like the first guy and gone, yeah, all right, mate, put it back and just gone, it would have been done with. But he decided to be a clever twat. And How old were these in, guys? Oh, 20s. Yeah. Late 20s. Do they look like they were yeah, like strung out or something? You know, they're not they're not an old granny or, you know, who can't afford the bills. They're professional shoplifters. You know, it's a business room. And yeah. yeah, okay, Boots is a huge corporation and <clears throat> could very comfortably afford the losses, but the corner shop that they do next isn't going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's messed up, so, man. So they did get the guys, right? You know, these guys. No, they, no, no, they got away. No, they got away. Boots. They got the away. Business. They've not even rang me to ask me how I am. Who, the police? No, the uh, shop. Oh, the shop. I thought yeah. you meant the, I mean, the police or the shoplifters. I don't want anything. I, I don't want a reward or anything. I'm not interested. But you didn't but, save them. You didn't, you didn't catch the guys, so you don't get a reward. Well, I stopped the stock being stolen. You did. What did, like? What were they stealing? Like, what were they what Were they putting in there? Just, in just their- cosmetics. Just stuff, anything that they can turn over quickly. I mean, just cosmetics. You it's should get, like, at least one free cosmetic item of your choice from Boots. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not interested. Um, Some hair I mean, gel, Some apart cream? from obviously the pain element of all this. This has yeah. probably cost me three, four grand in lost revenue. God, and you're not, not done yet. You're not done yet. Yeah, um, I've just had to cancel two jobs I was supposed to do this week because I can't stand them. Walk. Jeez, man. So, well, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, Dave. Well, it's life in it, but uh, yeah, you get. Yeah, you do sit there and go, you dumb, silly old twat. What did you think you were doing? (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, guys. So here's the deal. Dave's dealing with that. I'm getting ready to leave um, for our trip to Australia. So we're going to try to get another show out while I'm gone. But basically, we're we got to take a couple week break, and hopefully, Dave's leg is going to be. Hopefully, by the time that we reconvene, you're going to be like all set up. You know. Well, I should be. So the operation, they think within a week, and then they're saying six weeks in a cast. Okay. Um, and they want complete immobilization, and I've told them that's not going to happen. I said, We're going to have to strip you down for that. I'm not, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, I, I won't do it. I know I won't. So they've said, okay. But they've also noticed some anomalies in the bones. So they're doing some more testing be um around the arthritis stuff because they think it's actually something else now oh okay well hey if they so if, if this they, leads to the discovery of something else that helps you long term i guess there's a, a silver lining yeah exactly it could be a blessing guys though it doesn't feel like it at the moment not sleeping and being in constant pain <laughs> yeah all right. Well, listen, we just wanted to let everybody know what was going on and tune back in. Like I said, we're going to try to do a Q&A, uh, you know, that we'll have for you guys while I'm away and while Dave's getting on the mend. And uh, outside of that, 
We will be back with the show in hopefully not too long. So for another episode of uh, with Dave Crossland, I'm Scott McNally. We'll see you soon, guys. Thank <laughs> you.